Hello, everybody, and welcome to Bite Size Reviews. My name is Nita, and this is a podcast where we rate things on a scale of 0 to 255 in decimal, or from 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0 to 1, 1, 1, 1, 1, 1, 1, 1, 1, right? I don't know, uh, eight zeros to eight ones in, <laughs> in binary, which is 0 to 255 in decimal, by the way, fun fact. This week, we'll be discussing three more things, adding three more things to the list. Very exciting. Specifically, they are the book Star Daughter, the concept of birthday phone calls, and thimbles. So yeah, let's get to it. Also, uh, before I continue, in case anyone wants to ask, hey, Nita, what can go on this list? It's literally anything. Literally anything you all want rated on a scale of 0 to 255 in decimal or all zeros to all ones, but like 8 bits in binary, just let me know and uh, we'll rate it here on the show. Anyway, the first thing we're going to do is probably the thing that makes the most sense to be on this list. It's a book called Star Daughter. I actually read this book because of Thajus, who you guys may remember from long ago in season one during the 52-bit podcast when the ghost podcast universe took over and Skylar and they just joined us for an episode that that's they just they just recommended this book to me called star daughter by let me just let me pull up summary so I don't mess up but essentially it's about this girl Sheetal. Sheetal is part star her dad is like a normal human being like you know the rest of us but her mom is a star and comes from you know the constellations and the sky and so it centers around her 17th birthday and the fact that, you know, Sheetal has like some weird stuff going on in her life. I'll read the summary because it's really good at explaining things that I'm not good at explaining. So this is from Goodreads, by the way. I like Goodreads. You all should use it if you want to. Goodreads, the summary is, if the night sky holds many secrets, it holds Sheetal Misri's secrets the closest. A secret that explains why her hair is the silver of starlight and why some nights the stars call Shito by name. Stars like her mother, who returned to her place in the constellation Pusha years ago. Since that day, Shito has been forced to hide. But as her 17th birthday draws near, the pull from the sky is growing stronger. So strong that Shito loses control and a flare of starfire burns her father. An injury only a full star's blood can heal. Sheetal has no choice but to answer the star song and ascend to the sky, but her celestial family has summoned her for a reason, to act as their human champion in a competition to decide the next ruling house of heavens. Desperate to save her father, Sheetal agrees, but nothing could have prepared Sheetal to face the star's dark history or the forces that are working to shut the gates between the realms for good. So it's a really good book. I'm going to put spoilers here. Spoilers, please skip this Uh if in case you don't want spoilers, oh God, uh, this book is really good. I really enjoyed it. I think it captures a lot of Desi like cultural aspects that I think are usually missed. And uh, when, when recommending this book to me, they just actually pointed out it's about specifically a Gujarati American girl and her family. And not only do they use like you know, things that everybody all across India would know, like just food wise and stuff. There are like some commonalities between all of the different states in India, but they specifically use Gujarati a lot in this book and they don't explain it. They assume that, you know, so I actually, I don't know Gujarati just like I don't know Hindi, but I do like, 
I can like guess some Hindi. And my dad grew up in Gujarat, so I was able to like guess some things, but I, I got a little confused at points. And so I would ask dad, I'd be like, is this what this means? And he would be like, yeah, but like, why do you want to know specifically Gujarati? Because like, I don't ask that question often. So he was like, what's going on? Like, why do you need to know? And I had to be like, it's for a book, okay? So that was always fun. But the the world that is created in this book is like really cool and interesting. The like world of the stars and even like the world that Sheetal and her dad come from, like the, I guess the real world in Jersey is like really cool. And I guess the a couple of things that I, I like, those are my plus points. One of my like, I guess, drawbacks from this book is that it focuses a lot on Sheetal herself learning to grow as the individual, but through like her cultural, like the individual she knows and relationships, which are like really important, especially when you come from an Indian household. But I think because of that, a lot of times the arcs were a lot flatter than they should have been. We focused a lot on Sheetal as an individual and Sheetal with her relationship with this guy, Dave. She has a, she has a boyfriend, Dave, by the way, he's, apparently very attractive and can sing. The biggest arc in this book to me is the arc of Sheetal, you know, harming her dad and having to like save him. And while like we start out in the human world and then she goes as, you know, the summary says, and as the book goes into like the world of the stars up in the sky, while she's up there, she talks about her dad a lot and like the things that they do and how much she misses him. But I think that arc kind of fell flat because it almost seems like her saving her dad is like a, a just we, we have to tie up this knot like it, he didn't matter in it. But her like thoughts about him in regards to her mattered, which is like or like her thoughts of him and his relationship with her mom mattered. But like he himself didn't. And I think that's shown by how quickly we wrap up the issue when we go to save him. But, like, as somebody who, like, my dad is, like, the most important person to me, like, that just kind of hit me. And I was like, "Mm, I don't like how this was handled. Oh, by the way, if you're my dad, hi, dad. How you doing? Hope you're doing well. If you're listening to the podcast, wow, you got really far. Hope you stick around. Anyway, the book's really good, though. I would highly recommend it. Um, There's actually, I guess, another book coming out within the universe. I don't know. It's supposed to be like a prequel that's supposed to happen a couple of years before the events of Star Daughter, but I don't know exactly what it's about. I've just seen that it's supposed to come out this summer, actually, summer 2022. But with that, we'll get to rating this, the first thing that probably seems like it should be rated on the list of things that is being rated. So first is goodness. I think this book does put a net good into the world. I think more representation of South Asians is always wonderful and great to have. I think specifically with how Sheetal is portrayed and also her friend Meenal, like they're just, they're wonderful people to watch in this world and see how they interact with the world and their thoughts. They're great. I think it also brings a lot of nuance into a lot of the relationships we have in Desi communities. Like, Sheetal's relationships to her Nani and Nana are very strained. And I think, you know, she cares a lot less about this like hierarchy of who rules over the celestial world than like her family does. And I think that strained relationship really shows and like how your family views you versus how you view family really comes in. And I think that's really important in 
at least while I was growing up. So I, I think that's really important to like put more of that out there. So there's more representation of a lot of varied different families and communities. Always, always a good thing in my opinion. Enjoyable. I'm going to give that a one. I didn't actually read this book. I listened to it an audiobook, and I'm not a big reader anymore. I don't know about other people if you guys like reading, but I stopped reading, I guess, after high school. I didn't really read for fun in high school either. Really, my first high school, um, it was really just like for requirements. But like, I remember as a child, I think I read a lot for fun and I really haven't. But this book was very enjoyable and I really liked it. Um, I actually read this book and then like another book within like the same week. It, it took me a while to get through this book because obviously audiobook. But like the other book, I like actually read and it was really enjoyable. I haven't read in a long time. So also thank you, Thajus, for possibly getting me back into reading. We'll see how long it lasts. Who knows? Not a big fan of reading, but we'll see. The third thing is dogs. We have to rate this on dogs. I don't remember if there are any dogs actually in the book, but I do think dogs would enjoy being in this world because it's our world. And I think that they would probably enjoy the music that's in it. Music is a big part of this. Um, Shito sings, Dave sings and plays the guitar. Shito has a song that she used to sing with her mother. Uh, there's like a star song that's really important, right? Uh, as seen by the description of this book. I, I think dogs would enjoy that. I think dogs would probably enjoy just being with humans. I don't know many Indian families that have dogs, but I, I think Sheetal and her dad need a dog. I think that's the the thing that needs to happen now. So I'm going to, I'm going to give it a one because I think dogs would enjoy this universe, but they don't exist in it. Amusement. I think it's amusing. I think uh, it's a really interesting world that this book resides in. And I think thinking about it is really interesting. I'm really intrigued to see what happens with the next book in the series and how they plan to grow the world and talk more about the intricacies of the star universe because it like there are a couple houses that like vie for power but like that's basically all we know besides like the fact that the stars also inspire humans and also their blood can like you know cure wounds but I'm intrigued to see more there's also like there's a night market or I'm sorry there's like a magic market in the human world that Sheetal had to go to before she could go to the star universe, the star, you know, wherever her grandparents and mom are. And that was really cool. They actually ended the book there. And I think that place is really amusing. It reminds me a lot of just like, you know, any magical like shopping area you have in any like realm that exists within the human world. I'm thinking specifically of like the troll alley within Troll Hunters. That's kind of how it, it feels. Uh, I, I'm going to say A+, plus, uh, I think amusement-wise, pretty good. Shareability? It's very shareable. It's a book. And I, I actually read it at my local library, so I think that's pretty shareable. Fun fact also, by the way, if, you're, if books aren't at your local library, you can request them. So, um, you know, use your local library, everybody. 2022, save the libraries, please. They're so good. And I know some people live in like smaller, more remote areas. So like maybe they won't have what you need. But uh, I believe in you to get books that you would like from your local library. You got this. Reability. I, okay, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna say personally, I, I don't think I would reread this book. I think you can reread this book, but I would not. Just objectively. I'm not a fan of rereading or rewatching things also. It's very hard for me to have that feeling to you know reread or rewatch when there's so many other things in the world 
to, you know, read, watch and take in. So for me, it's a no. It's very hard for me to actually feel like I can re-watch or reread something. But maybe, maybe next time. But feel free for you to reread it. I, it is a good book. It is a good book. Personal ranking, I'm going to give this a one. I did enjoy this. I, you know, there are a couple things that, as I said, I would, I would change about it. But I think it's overall a good book. It's a, it's a nice read. And finally, we have cinematicism. I'm going to, I'm going to give this a one also, just based on the fact that, you know, it wildly is in like, you know, a star universe for like half the time. Also, just my favorite thing that happens, I really don't know why this is, but Sheetal's aunt, for some reason, switches couches once a week. And that's just hilarious to me. I love that bit. I, she's very serious about it too. It's great. But yeah, that's all I'm going to say about Star Daughter. Feel free, please read it. Again, it might be at your local library. Very enjoyable. Hang out with Sheetal. It's a fun time. The next thing we're going to talk about is birthday phone calls. If you didn't know, my dad's birthday is actually in January. So we called, told him happy birthday. I, I don't know how other people's families do this, but every birthday we call in the mornings and we say happy birthday. You don't have to say anything else. You just, you know, when you wake up, you call the person whose birthday it is and you tell them happy birthday. You wish them a good day and then you move on with your life. This has been something we've been doing ever since I've left home. I don't know why we do it, but we do it. Usually with like my brother also, it'll be a slightly longer phone call because he, you know, we don't, we usually need to catch up on what's going on, but that's just the birthday phone calls. But also people call a lot on birthdays. I don't know if this happens to y'all, but like in my family, it's like every aunt that remembers my birthday is going to call on my birthday as well as grandma, as well as like any like random second cousins or whatever like that's the day everyone's gonna call so you spend about half the time on the phone it's it's definitely a time ranking wise I think net goodness I think it's nice that people remember you on your birthday it can be quite annoying to be on the phone half of your birthday but it's like really nice I think it's a good time to like catch up it reminds people of other people you know you're reminded to remember people but again the only people I know who do this are my family so I don't know if y'all do this Specifically also like in the morning, like it's always really early in the morning. I don't really know, um, but I'm going to give it a net goodness and a net enjoyableness. So I'm going to give it two ones, goodness and enjoyableness, just because it is enjoyable to talk to people, especially some people that call I haven't talked to in a while. Sometimes it's like the thing that we just talk on my birthday. So that's really nice. I really like that. I don't know how it was for my dad this year. Uh, a lot of people love him. So he was probably on the phone all day, probably. Most likely for birthday phone calls for dogs. I don't know if dogs care about getting phone calls on their birthdays. I also, you know, thinking about it, I've never had a dog. So somebody please correct me if I'm wrong. But I feel like most dogs don't know when their birthday is like we celebrate their birthday. But I feel like they might not know. Like time is such a construct that I feel like they know they're getting older. But I don't know if they know the day they were born on, you know. I don't know. Every dog I've seen who has like had a birthday has been like excited, right? Because it's like a party and they get to like be with like other dogs and or a lot of humans, but like they never really look like they get it. Then again, I don't know what a dog getting it would like look like. So I'm going to give this a zero because <laughs> I, I don't think dogs know what birthdays are, but that's okay. Somebody please feel free to correct me if I'm wrong, by the way. If you have a dog and you know your dog knows when their birthday is, just let me know. Also, please let me meet your dog. I'm sure they're great. 
The next thing is amusement. I don't, I don't know if this is amusing, to be honest. I'm not amused by birthday phone calls. They're nice. They're enjoyable. They're good. But I, I don't think they're amusing. They're usually just, you know, a relative telling you like, hello, happy birthday. So I'm going to give that a zero. Shareability. I don't think it's very shareable. I guess unless I'm thinking about me giving somebody else a birthday phone call. It's me like sharing the happiness with them. But I can't like share a call I get with somebody because it's not also their birthday, you know, be kind of weird. I'm going to give this one a zero also, but I will give it a one on reability. You are able to, everybody has a birthday, right? Once a year, hopefully. So you're able to, you know, call once a year. I think that's a win. That seems like a a win-win. Personal ranking, I do like birthday phone calls. So I'm going to give that a one, even though sometimes I'm like, why are we doing this? What? Who is this person? I don't remember them. All right, cool. Still enjoyable. Still a fun time. And cinematicism, I'm going to give it a zero. There's nothing cinematic about getting a birthday phone call. It's, it's just kind of a thing, you know? But I do think it's cool. So, oh, I'm sorry. I forgot to do this earlier. So Star Daughter came in with a decimal ranking of 251. Birthday phone calls has come in with a decimal ranking of 198. Uh, we'll go through what the binary of those are later. And the last thing we have to rate is thimbles. So if you don't know, I moved on from crocheting to embroidering. And I'm embroidering a Spotify code on a t-shirt, which is super fun, uh, but it's taking me forever. And what I've learned is I prick my fingers often with the needle that I have for embroidery. So actually, uh, someone I know got me some plastic thimbles to put on my fingers. Vedant, if you ever find this podcast because Chetna sends it to you. One, hello, Chetna. How are you doing? Hope you're doing well. That's my roommate, Chetna. And then Vedant, hello. How you doing? Hope you're doing well. I'm very surprised you've gotten this far in this podcast. Wow, like shocking. Good job, man. So Vedanta is the one who got me these thimbles. And they're a lifesaver, honestly. I have not pricked my fingers since then. I only wear one. I wear it on my middle finger on my right hand because I am left-handed. So I hold the needle with my left hand. And I realized I will like use my middle finger to guide the fabric to be a little more taut where I need it to be, where I'm like stabbing in my needle. So if I'm like a little off instead of stabbing, you know, through the material I'm in, I will end up stabbing my finger. But luckily now it'll just stab through plastic rather than my actual finger. So thimbles, you know, for the bite size review rating, the first thing we're going to rate it on is goodness. I'm immediately going to give that a one because I like not stabbing my own finger. Like I think it's a really good thing. I think uh, it puts a net good into the world that I don't stab my finger every time. I mean, so do tetanus shots because technically stabbing it with metal. So I'm really glad for tetanus shots as well that I I don't have to worry about getting stabbed by my needle every time. But, you know, second layer of defense, thimbles, really important, really useful. I don't think thimbles are enjoyable in any way. They're just kind of a thing that you have to use. I think it's very similar to binary. Like it has a use. It puts out a good, but there's not a way to enjoy it. You know, the thimbles I do have are pink. So that's really nice. I think you can get like a fun, nice one to look at, but it's not like bringing me enjoyment, really. The act of embroidering is bringing me enjoyment, but not the thimble. I don't think dogs would like thimbles, to be honest. I think they look very similar to like a very, very small chew toy, but they look like you could accidentally swallow and or choke on them. 
Also, when you're using a thimble, you're usually sewing and or embroidering, so you're not playing with your dog. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say dogs don't like thimbles. I'm I'm glad we did get dogs to like one thing though, which was Star Daughter. Kind of still debatable, but you know I'm gonna give it to them. Thimbles, I think, do not cause amusement. I'm gonna give it that. I don't think they're amusing. I think they're really utilitarian, at least personally for me. They're great, as I've said, amazing, amazing invention, but I don't think they're amusing. I will say shareability and reability are one. You can definitely share a thimble. I have three in case anybody needs one, but you cannot have mine because I use it too often. And you're able to reuse it as long as it, you know, isn't broken in some way. I know there are a lot of metal thimbles, which I feel like would last longer than this plastic thimble, but this plastic thimble that I have seems like it's going to last a really long time. I've like stabbed through it with the needle multiple times and I don't feel like it still feels fine, if that makes sense. Personal ranking, I'm going to give these a one. I never bought myself thimbles. Um, so again, shout out to Vidant for buying me thimbles. But like seriously, amazing. It makes embroidery so much easier. I've actually gone twice as fast now because I'm also not as worried about, you know, stabbing my finger and potentially bleeding. I'm like, oh, it's going to stab through a little bit of plastic and then I'm going to realize and I'm going to stop, which is great. Personal ranking is a one. And then finally, cinematicism, I'm going to give a zero because I... You know, it's just a thimble. I don't understand how it would be cinematic in any way, shape, or form. But wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> so thimbles come in with a decimal ranking of 142, which means at the end of this episode, Star Daughter in binary has a 11111011, which is 251. Birthday phone calls get a 11000110, which is 198 in decimal. And thimbles get a ranking of 10001110, which is 142 in decimal, making it so Star Daughter is in first place with 251. Birthday phone calls is in third place with 198. And thimbles are in fifth place with 142. Now, because this is the second week, that means that our rankings obviously have shift. Star Daughter is first. It is no longer New Year's Celebrations is first. But also with that, you know, the rankings from last time have now shifted as well. I'm not going to say all of them every single time because at some point I will be sitting here saying upwards of 60 things. Not a fan. Instead, I'd like to encourage all of you to look at the Bite Size Review Sheet. It's on the link tree, which is in the description above, below, to the side, wherever it is. And you're more than welcome to look at it. All of the rankings that have come up to the most recent episode should be on there. And you may see some hidden rows, which are future episodes. Please don't try to figure out what the future episodes are. You can just wait. I promise it'll be really fun if we do it together. But yeah, that's it for this week. Star Daughter, Birthday Phone Calls, and Thimbles. Thank you all so much for joining me. Sincerely, it's been fun. Let me know if you have any comments, questions, concerns, funny jokes, ideas for small gifts you can give to people, including thimbles. Message me at 52 underscore bit podcast on Twitter or 52 bit podcast at gmail.com. The 52 in both of those is numeric. And yeah, also feel free to contact me if you have any suggestions of what you want to see rated on the Bite Size Reviews podcast. Um, but that's it for this week. Thank you all so much for listening. We'll be back in about two weeks with a new episode. I hope to see you then. But until then, have a lovely weekend and I'll talk to you all later.